0: You're listening to ATL Talks Radio, Atlanta's number one streaming talk radio station. This is Barrington Martin II. This is the Barrington Report, and I'm coming to you live this chilly but beautiful Thursday evening here in the great city of Atlanta within the great state of Georgia. You can listen to ATL Talks on Apple, Google app, Alexa. Apple CarPlay, and of course, www.itotalks.com. Today's show will be an interesting show. I don't think I'm going to keep you guys too long, um, simply because uh, although I could talk for hours and hours about the things that are happening in our world, I have to prepare, early prepare for a show that I want to have with you guys for the next couple of weeks involving nationalism with a new concept that I want to push and a new concept that I want to invite to the discourse within politics that's not really discussed majorly within our world. And I think it's something that we need to look into if we are going to save the nation. And I say that because save the nation is something that is very, very, very uh, common, especially around um, election season, specifically within federal elections. But we are literally in dire straits. And there is so much that we need to do. And I will confess that voting, let I me mean, be the first to say, voting will not get us out of this mess. I tell you this guy, I tell you this thing, excuse me, about about voting almost every other show or almost every show, but voting um will not deliver us from this mess that we are in right now within this country. This country is in peril. This country is destabilizing. This country is totally, totally, totally um, becoming corrupted more every day. And we need to change the things that we are doing to get back on track. And getting back on track is going to take a lot of uncomfortable conversations. It's going to take a lot of uncomfortable behaviors. But after a while, just like when you work out, just like when you exercise, just like when you strength train, after a while, the pain, the soreness, the weakness leaves the body. And this is something that the United States of America has to do in order to save this country. No matter who you vote for in November, no matter what party you're affiliated with, no, not, don't even matter your religious faith. None of these things is going to deliver the United States of America from the trouble or from the issues it possesses today. The only thing that's going to change the country is us And by us, I mean our behaviors and the way we treat one another, but ultimately um, possessing a strong sense of nationalism. But I'll get into that a little bit more later. Now, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, or at least touch on, is the fraud. Um, The fraud ultimately is this system that we're in, this system of government, this system of banking, basically everything that surrounds our day-to-day living as far as governance and politics is concerned is a fraud and it's time for us to openly talk about this and openly discuss this because at this stage in the game and I'm only can speak I only excuse me can speak for myself it's quite hard to participate in this fraud when you know that it's a fraud again the fraud that has been perpetuated against the United States is its government its election process, as well as its banking system. At this point, and this is just my opinion, you guys who are listening at home and on Twitter, you can take it for what it's worth or you can just take it and reflect on it, but I feel that at this point, federal elections is nothing more, or are nothing more, than a spectacle that mocks the American people. This is why I can honestly state that I am no longer participating in it and I really believe that you shouldn't either. Every November, you guys get riled up and excited about voting for your team when essentially lives are on the line in respect to the things that are on the table in regards to politics and I can't for the love of God understand why people don't really see the fraud that's been perpetuated against them but then again when you look at the way our society is set up when you look at the fact that entertainment is mixed in And a lot of serious matters, especially politics, you can see why it often becomes a circus. I took the liberty of reading the um, Democrat and the Republican platforms, and I thought it was very interesting. And I'm going to shed some light onto both of those party platforms. And then I just want to speak with you all a little bit about why... Is fraudulent, one, and then two, how you can literally see things um, apart from what they really are. Um, I know it sounds absurd for me to say that I don't want to participate in the election process, but if you take a step back and consider that not participating is a better alternative to participating in this election between the lesser of two evils, you can start to see and, and realize the fraud that's been perpetuating against you. The reason I say this is because we've seen at this point in time that money is so involved in our electoral process. it Votes really don't matter at the end of the day. This is a hard pill to swallow for some because a lot of people feel that the Constitution— is still as strong as what it was. And quite frankly, I don't know if the Constitution was ever strong. Um, A lot of people feel that these people who they vote for are their, um, what do you call it, what do you call it, civil servants, and none of these people behave like servants because at the end of the day, they are paid handsomely for their votes. They are paid handsomely to make decisions with your money. Beautiful people on Twitter. Can you guys hear me well? Is it an echo? How's the sound? Before I continue on. Please let me know how the sound is. Any of you guys that are listening on Twitter. And then we can jump right back into the business. I'll sit back and wait and look at uh, what you guys say. Until um, you guys tell me what the sound is. But um, the best metaphor I can use to describe the, uh, the American election system as watching a CPU of a video game being played and picking up the controller thinking you are playing the game. This is in essence what voting in federal elections are. Our choices have been limited to only two choices which are ultimately a part of a never-ending dichotomy that does not serve anyone but members of said dichotomy, which is the Democrats and the Republicans. So let me give you an example of what I mean, guys. I took the liberty of looking at the party platforms, like I said it earlier. And when you look at the party platforms, there are some questions that you should ask. Now, let's talk about or let's look at some things that the Democrats say. For example, the party platform, the Democrats state that they're protecting Americans and recovering them from the COVID-19 pandemic, building a stronger, fairer economy, achieving universal, affordable, quality health care, protecting communities and building trust by reforming our criminal justice system. They have something broad here that I don't understand that states healing the soul of America. What the hell does that mean? Combating the climate crisis and pursuing environmental justice. I hate when we use justice because that is a word that is overly used. Restoring and strengthening our democracy. Democracy, in my opinion, has become um, one of the biggest failures and the biggest crocs of poo ever implemented on human beings. Since the beginning of time I'll tell you why in a second Creating a 21st century immigration system Interesting because again This is the democrat political platform And they state that they want to Create a 21st century immigration System when essentially We should not be allowing any immigrants Into the country within the next 5 to 10 years Until um, we establish Some sense of values Or some sense of nationalism or, Or some sense of a national culture here i'll get into that a little later they also state that they want to provide a world-class education in every zip code hilarious and lastly renewing american leadership very very interesting stuff from the democrats right but then when you look at the republicans and again i can go into into detail about these things but i want to i want you guys to really let your minds wonder about what these things mean because oftentimes it doesn't mean a thing because they can say that these are their platform initiatives but they never come to pass the only thing that come to pass from these people are the things that their overseers want or those who put the money in their pockets or those who grease their pockets and that's the truth now when you look at the party platform for the republicans and i had to actually search for this because this is not even on the website. The Republicans stated that they were gonna allow their party platform to be their platform for the next eight years from 2016 starting. So 2024 is when they're supposed to um, revise their party platform and go forward from there. They stated that they wanted to restore the American dream, rebuilding the economy and creating jobs, fair and simple taxes for growth. They have tax principles, a winning trade policy, want to create a competitive america freeing financial markets responsible home ownership and rental opportunities um investing in uh, the american transportation system building the future with technology building up america's electric grid building up um or or making entrepreneurship and small businesses greater It says workplace freedom for a 21st century workforce and the Federal Reserve. Not to mention they want to reduce the federal debt, which is also a fraud because the federal debt would never be reduced. And it's hilarious that, again, this comes from a party platform that is one of the dominant platforms in America in respect to governance. And the last thing before I move on is the rebirth of a constitutional government. When you see these party platforms, when you see the things that they want and you see the things that they discuss, there are some questions you have to ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it that the two dominating political parties believe that their positions are best for the country? Why is that? What I mean is, if myself and David, for example, are vying for position, we should have The same goals, the only thing we should differ on is how to get to those goals. I read you out party platforms of both dominant parties of the duopoly, and there may be some intersection there, but ultimately they have different ideas or different goals. And that's kind of ridiculous to me within a country that that is supposed to possess the same culture in respect to values. This is why nationalism needs to be a goal of all Americans. Again, why is it that the two dominating political parties believe their positions are best for the country? Shouldn't views mostly align? That is, goals? Shouldn't we all agree that until our birth rate increases and there is some semblance of a strong culture and values, then maybe then we could take a look at immigration? Shouldn't shouldn't goals be similar? Shouldn't we try to strengthen the family? Shouldn't we um, diminish the welfare state? Shouldn't we diminish the reliance on government? Shouldn't Social Security be optional? Shouldn't we teach kids about finances enough to the to the point that where the government doesn't have to take taxes out of their check because kids are saving on their own? Shouldn't we review all the outdated, archaic things that we still Continue to believe in respect to the government? These are things we need to think about. Shouldn't the destination be the same, but the only differences are the way to get there? And that's what government's supposed to be about. A lot of people think that the Constitution gives them rights. No, 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 no. The government does not grant you anything. The government is supposed to work on your behalf. And this is one of the... I would say most common misconceptions of the average person because they are ignorant to their own government. They are ignorant to their own politics. The government was formed as an agent to work on the behalf of the 13 colonies. And now that we have 50, it works on the behalf of all states. This is a fact. This is why when the government starts being tyrannical, or when the government oversteps its boundaries, states have the right to say, hey, we don't agree with this. This is not what we signed up for. We're going to, to remove ourselves. This is why, due to Citizens United, corporations, non-government organizations, and other, organi- other um, nonprofit organizations were able to gain power through capital. It is very important that you guys understand Citizens United. I have been screaming about this for the last three years, that in order to repair the United States, you have to remove corporate money, but money in general, from politics. Citizens United, if you guys don't know, was decided in January 21st of 2020, and it was the Supreme Court's ruling in Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission, a controversial decision that reversed century-old campaign finance restrictions and enabled corporations and other outside groups to spend unlimited funds on elections. This is why non-government organizations that are not even connected to America, like AIPAC, can play both sides of the aisle because they funnel millions upon millions of dollars into our elections and to, to different candidates they want to win who will vote on their behalf. So what was Citizens United about? It was a conservative nonprofit group called Citizens United challenged campaign finance rules after the FEC stopped it from promoting and airing a film criticizing presidential candidate Hillary Clinton too close to presidential primaries. A 5-4 majority of the Supreme Court sided with Citizens United ruling that corporations and other outside groups can spend money unlimited money that is on elections in the court's opinion justice anthony kennedy wrote that limiting independent political spending from corporations and other groups violates the first amendment right to free speech i disagree the justices who voted with the majority assumed that independent spending cannot be corrupt and that the spending would be transparent both but both assumptions have proven to be incorrect one thousand percent fact. First and foremost, corporations and groups are not people. But this is why you guys have to look at the Constitution and really look at what happened over the last 200 years since the original Constitution and then what happened to the Constitution after the Civil War. Again, this is Justice Anthony Kennedy now stating that independent political spending from corporations and other groups violates the First Amendment right to free speech. Um, Last time I checked, freedom of speech was granted to citizens. Freedom of speech was granted to persons, living things. Corporations aren't living things. Groups, companies, organizations are not living things. This one landmark decision gave power, excuse me, removed power from the people. This is why, in my opinion, elections should be public and publicly funded. Because with the money involved in politics, we've seen this now, especially within my lifetime, that the more money that's involved in politics, the way, the more, excuse me, the politics gets away from the people. And in turn, the people end up losing out or being the odd man out. And this is why, again... You have to educate yourself in American civics, because if you understand how Congress works and you understand how taxation works, you see that these people grease the pockets of congressmen and senators all over America. And in turn, they use your tax dollars to either fund their operations or they use your tax dollars beneficial towards them and not you. This is why in New York City, this is why Chicago, Massachusetts and all these other places, all of these illegal immigrants are getting your tax dollars. They're not getting money from corporations. They're getting your tax dollars, money from your check. You might as well say it's a sort of light wealth redistribution, but it's not going to those who need it most in this nation, i.e. our vets, i.e. the homeless. It's going to people who are not even supposed to be here. This is extremely Extremely problematic ladies and gentlemen This is why American civics is important This is why we trash the narrative That has been so common for all of our lives Because again And we talked about this last episode The mythos of America preaches one thing But the actuality of what's going on in America Is the total opposite The total opposite And instead Of doing something about it, ladies and gentlemen, all we do is nag, all we do is whine and continue the same thing. This is how we know subconsciously that we're slaves to this system and we're slaves to the legend of America, that is. We're comfortable slaves. I talked about this last night. We're comfortable slaves. As long as we're fed, as long as we have somewhere to live, as long as we have transportation, as long as we have the things that we're told we're supposed to have the things that make up the quote-unquote American dream, which has really become an American nightmare, the things that we have been advertised to on a day-to-day basis, the thing the media tells us that we should have for status, the things that we collect, the possessions that we collect to impress other people that really don't give a damn about us, we lose sight on the reality of what's happening. Just because you are comfortable does not mean you're not a slave. Slavery is slavery even with chains removed from them. We traded physical slavery for debt slavery. We we traded physical slavery for consumerism slavery. We traded the old-fashioned slavery for the brand-new, revolutionized, up-to-date, sustainable types of slavery. Be mindful I included that word, sustainable, because, you know, that's, that's the... That's one of the, the primary buzzwords in respect to um enviro- quote unquote environmental justice. Interesting. All of these things, ladies and gentlemen, show the reality of what our society is. This is why I continues to say that I really wish Americans this November just said, Hey, we're not voting. No, no, no. We don't choose we don't choose this. We're not gonna pay taxes, we're gonna step back. We're not gonna spend our money. No, 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 we're not gonna give you any more of our capital. We're going to bleed you out. Until you actually do what we say. Because I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. I promise you this. I promise you this. No matter who gets elected. In November. Things may get a little bit better. Things may change for the better. Just a little bit. But I guarantee you. The next four years are going to be similar. To the last. How many ever years we've had. Because at the very. At the, at the very end of this. You have to see that these people that you vote for are not in control. Case in point. It just came out today from a special counsel report citing Joe Biden's age and poor memory as a reason to why he wasn't charged. Think about this now. Really think about this. The Justice Department special counsel's report concluded that criminal charges against President Biden for mishandling classified documents wouldn't be warranted, even if there was no policy against prosecuting sitting presidents. That's crazy because didn't Trump get rated for the same thing? They using the excuse that President Biden is too old to be charged. But they rated President Trump again. But let me let me say this because it's very important. Let me say this because it's very, very important. One might argue, oh, it's because he's a Republican. No, 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 guys. This is the game they're being played. They have to make you think that your team is being attacked. They have to make you think that the other side is corrupt when they are all corrupt. Think about the metaphor, one bird, two different wings. Both wings have to be healthy in order for the bird to fly. This is why you can't get caught up in the fraud. Republicans expressed concern over the report statement that Biden would be viewed as a sympathetic elderly man with a poor memory in court proceedings. House Republicans had previously sought details from Attorney General Merrick Garland about the scope of the investigation into Biden's handling of classified documents. The question I have is what's up with All of a sudden, these presidents becoming on the fire for mishandling classified documents. What is that about? That's relatively new. I've never heard this or heard about this any other time in my lifetime. But for whatever reason, over the last four to six years, presidents have been mishandling classified documents. I think people should be looking into that. But again, the fact that this report calls out President Biden as being um, an old man, who is um, cognitively impaired and cognitively challenged goes to show the bigger conversation should be, well, if he's the president and he's not running the show, then who is? The bigger question should be, well, if he got elected, why did so many people vote for him? If he's this bad, this old, this cognitively impaired, what were these people thinking? Which brings me to another point of the fraud, ladies and gentlemen. Democrats' advantage among black Hispanic adults hits new lows, a Gallup poll states. The Democratic lead over Republicans has dropped by almost 20 percent among black Americans, Hispanic adults and adults age 18 to 29, according to Gallup surveys. College educated Americans have modestly increased their support for Democrats, partially offsetting the loss. Democrats went from significant leads of Republicans to slight deficits in 2022 and 2023, with only 27 percent of U.S. adults identifying as Democrats. The lowest recorded by Gallup, ladies and gentlemen, to me, when I read information like this somewhere. Again, a group of people are laughing. At the American public because They use this data in my mind To see how many people are still falling for the fraud How many people are still choosing One evil over the other Instead of not choosing an evil at all In spite of What's been going on in the country For the last four years The crazy part about it is Someone's going to think that Yeah we got to choose the other side Then the other side drops the ball, then then automatically that same person say, okay, we're going to try the other side this time. Then that side drops the ball. And then the cycle continues and that person never takes a step back and say, hey, why am I participating in this? Both sides have failed me. Both sides continuously fail us all. But why do we continuously choose to let ourselves down when we already know the outcome, when we already know that at the end of the day, our own merits is what's gonna save us. Our own togetherness is what's gonna save us. Going back to what works, family, community, is what's gonna save us. Thinking that, oh, Trump is gonna drain the swamp, he didn't do it the last four years. Sure, President Trump may be the most attractive option. Sure, of course. But the best option is the person that you see in the mirror. The best option is a collective of people with the same values, people with the same culture and values. The best option is people that know what needs to change and they do the changing themselves. Not thinking that, or not saying, rather, that things need to change and then they just wait till November to press a button and think that, okay, things are going to change because I chose a new person. No, ladies and gentlemen. At some point in time, we have to stop the madness. We have to stop the madness. When you look at these statistics, it allows you to see that this is this is a game. This is a game. Because at the end of the day, everybody chooses their team. Everybody chooses who um their favorites, but at the end of the day, they they never come off on top. Only the the politics and the politicians come off on top. For example, the new data comes out through a poll in December found that one in five black voters said they would vote for someone else other than former President Trump or President Biden in November. 20 percent is too low, even if they are their respective parties nominee. The Gen 4 survey found 63 percent of black voters said they will vote for Biden. 17 percent will back Trump and 20 percent said they would go for someone else. Guys, I can guarantee you. And this is not just with black people. You could ask Any American who is so partial towards their political party, ask them what their political party stands for or what is their platform. I guarantee you they cannot say at least two things. They may say hot button issues that they see on CNN or MSNBC, but they cannot tell you what their party platform stands for. Then when you break it down from a woman's standpoint, as far as identity groups, women, black people go go on and so forth, especially with black people, why are you not voting for Republicans? Oh, because they're racist. At some point in time, the indoctrination and the programming has to cease, ladies and gentlemen. But it seems like we have not gotten to that point yet. And until we get to that point, we are going to continue to run into the wall. And we're going to run into the wall until the wall beats us down. And at that point in time, we will be so demoralized, we will be so low, that we will be willing to take anything given to us. Because we already take crumbs. We already take crumbs. You are already owed more. You are already entitled to more. But until you realize that you are a glorified slave within a worldwide slave system brought to you by uh, the central banking empire, you will never realize the things that you are entitled to in this life. But again, again, We continuously fall into the cycle. We continuously do things over and over again. We continuously think that, guys, if we just vote them out, no. At some point in time, you have to stop the magnets. At some point in time, you have to stop the cycle. It's just like generational cycles. Somebody has to be willing to to put their faith out, believe in themselves, and say, hey, we're not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to see my kids go through this, and I want my kids' kids to struggle like I did. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be hard. ACLU settles for $500,000 with a Tennessee city fight, city in fight over an anti-drag ordinance. The ACLU has settled its lawsuit against the city of Murfreesboro over its anti-LGBTQ ordinance, resulting in a $500,000 payment and the repeal of the ordinance. The city is also required to process future event permit applications from the Tennessee Equality Project. The lawsuit was brought by ACLU and legal firms Ballard, Spahr, and Burr and Foreman after Murfreesboro city leaders passed a decency ordinance that targeted the LGBTQ plus community. Ridiculous. The ordinance placed restrictions on indecent behavior and was used to justify banning LGBTQ plus books from public libraries. Guys, do you see what is happening? We are living in the Weimar Republic 2024, only it is not in Germany. It is in America. You mean to tell me that city officials can pass an ordinance that basically wants decency in public and the LGBTQ community has so much power, they could strike it down or take it rather as a direct um target towards them when simply the ordinance requests decency. Do you guys see what's happening? The settlement sends a message that the city's discrimination was unconstitutional and will not be tolerated. The legal matter has now been closed. Guys, this is what I am talking about. This is this is what I'm talking about. We are losing a grasp on the common sense of society. We are losing a grasp on the things that should be make sense on the things that should be automatic, on the things that people should automatically stand for and will not take. The city just passed a decency ordinance. There's nothing wrong with that. But yet, because people have been taught to quote unquote live their truth, because people have been taught that living their lifestyle or the living their life the way that they see fit should be okay without restrictions goes to show just how much we have or we, we take for granted freedom and how much we don't understand how much important responsibility is in respect to freedom. Now you have, the ACLU winning a half a million dollar settlement because specific LGBTQ groups wants to rock out with their you know what out and the Tennessee city government said, hey, that's not right. You know, we got to have some decency. And they said, say, hey, you're restricting our constitutional rights and actually winning. If you don't know, please look up the Women Republic. Please understand that it has come back around full circle. Please understand this is no mistake. Please look and start looking into all of these groups that are paying big bucks to politicians to push all of these ideologies that we've seen before. Again, there's nothing new under the sun. They often say things like, "Oh, we choose not to know." We history history repeats itself because we don't know history. No, 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 no. That's incorrect. History doesn't repeat itself because we don't know history. History repeats itself because humans are. The same and have been the same since time immemorial. That's something we need to look into, guys. I felt that that story was very interesting because it goes to show DCC has been thrown out the window with the baby in the bathwater. And if we as a people, I'm not talking about the politicians because the politicians are going to do what they want to do based on the capital they receive from who they receive it from. The politicians are whores. They go to the highest bidder. We as a people, we as a nation, have to get things together. And what I mean by that is, and especially what I mean by it in respect to nationalism, we have to put aside everything that separates us. It's going to be hard because it's human nature to be very, very cliquish. It's human nature to want to remain in groups based on similarities, and I understand that. We do this for skin color, we do this based on gender, we do this based on a lot of similarities that's dealing with identity, but the thing that we should group ourselves on, and it will be a much bigger group than these identity groups, are values, culture, in respect to values. I continue to say culture and respect to values, because what I mean by that is, we create a culture that is based in values, that is based in right and wrong, that is based in strengthening the family, That is based in an economic policy that is very responsible. And an economic policy that does away with usury. An economic policy that strengthens the smaller business. An economic policy that strengthens the family. Because it all starts at home, but it all starts with you. And until we get this situated the way it needs to be, guys, we're going to continue to be ran over. Right now, we are being conquered, if you have not yet realized this. We are so divided that we are being conquered. Common sense is going out the window. We allow men into women's spaces. Our children are murdering each other. Our politics is being dominated by organizations that do not have the interests of America at heart. Whether you see this or not, this is like a slow-building cancer that is killing the country. And nobody, and by nobody I mean there has not been a great, huge group of people to stand up about it. Everybody just complains about it. Everybody just listens to their favorite liberal or conservative pundit tell them what they should think instead of actually realizing their own experiences and speaking out beyond what these pundits are saying. Again, These pundits are controlled by the machine. They're controlled by capital. They're going to say what they need to to be told. They're going to say what they're told based on the money that they make. You know the truth because you live the truth. You know the truth because you go inside the world, you go into the world, excuse me, and you understand the problems that you have. You are much better than anybody you listen to about the topics that you listen to. Because this is real life for you. It's not a game. You don't get paid the big bucks to say the things that other people want you to say. You don't even have a platform, although you have a supercomputer in your hand or you have a supercomputer in the way that you're listening to me right now. Trust me, beautiful people, you guys are the answer. You have always been the answer. You just don't know it yet. The people of this country are sleeping giants. Let me repeat that because you need to understand this. The people of this country are sleeping giants. There is no politician that can do the things that you can do once you guys are all one big collective on the same page. But there have been many initiatives throughout the course of history meant to keep you guys separated, meant to keep us separated and fighting each other over the most trivial, low IQ things. Another story that I wanted to talk about because I wanted to basically, again, show you guys the fraud. And again, for those who not who just now joining me, the fraud continues to be this government, the politics and respect to this government, our electorate system, as well as our monetary system. Monetary system, excuse me. So I know you guys have heard the story of Jennifer Carmody. She's the mother of the school shooter, and she was found guilty of manslaughter in a test of who's responsible for a mass shooting. Now, the prosecution argued Crumbly was responsible for the other, for the death because she was grossly negligent in giving a gun to her son, Ethan, who was 15 at the time, and failing to get him proper mental health treatment despite warning signs. I find that interesting. I find this interesting simply because the little boy, based on what I've read, should have been um, under psychiatric evaluation. But guess what? We don't have these types of facilities anymore because we are so soft in making sure that people feel affirmed, people feel included and things like that. That's what the prosecution says. The defense argued the blame laid elsewhere on her husband for improperly securing the firearm on the school for failing to notify her about her son's behavioral issues and on Ethan himself who planned and carried out the attack on his own. Defense attorney Shannon Smith said the case was dangerous for parents everywhere. That is a fact. During her trial, Jennifer Cumberley took the stand in her own defense and said she wouldn't have done anything differently. That, my friends, is very, very, very interesting to me. Broadly, the prosecution's case relied on an unusual and novel legal strategy. and represents an attempt to expand the scope of blame in mass shootings. And in specifics, the trial provided an intimate view of the collapse of one American family Crumbly's husband James is scheduled to go on trial On the same charges in early March So they're trying the mother and the father differently But ladies and gentlemen understand That this is why the arguments Of constitutional conservatives are weak Because can, no one no one does Or acknowledges the constitution anymore So all of them land It's damn near a free for all And pretty soon if this continues on It'll be the wild wild west Because you're not supposed to be tried for the crimes of someone else However and this is a peculiar aspect of this, the family has gotten so bad, parenting has gotten so bad that there needs to be a check instilled in order to balance the scales on the things that occur in this nation. I say this because particularly with this landmark decision, black parents specifically need to be aware and on the lookout for things like this in case it happens again. Now, you seldomly see school shootings in black communities, but A lot of black adolescents are delinquents. And if people can raise the argument that parents should be punished for the crimes of their child, trust me when I say this, if it happens to any other identity group in America, it will happen to the black families and black parents. Now, again, I don't necessarily agree with the notion that one should be punished for the sins of their child. I think that we can make some concessions of things that make sense. But in a lot of cases, and I argue this with abortion, parents are dropping the ball nationwide. The family is the family structure that is has been the weakest it has ever been in this country. We have taken so much power from parents to discipline their kids the way they need to. And we have totally removed the aspect of discipline from our public schools that kids now run the show the inmates run the asylum and everybody's scared to do something about it this is the thing i do not understand about the american public in this day and age ladies and gentlemen you me john doe jane doe old man run down the street we all see what the problem is we see what the problem is we see it up front some of us even go to work with these kids and see what the problem is But then the age old story, oh, I have to, I have to, I'm just, I just doing my job. So I got to go home because I got to pay bills. I got to pay for my house. I know it's, I know it's ridiculously crazy and I know it's wrong, but I got to do what I can do for myself. At what point in time does that excuse hold up as things become worse? At what point in time are we going to stand together and say, hey, we're not taking this anymore? Again, on one hand, I understand. The parents, in a lot of cases, should be responsible for their child's behavior because at some point in time, you have to realize that a child's behavior is a reflection of their parents' parenting. But then you have your cases where parents are actually doing what they're supposed to do, but the child is just a bad apple. And to which case, is it fair to punish that parent? Absolutely not. But something has to be done about the behavior of these children. Something has to be done about reestablishing the value of the family itself. There are so many issues and so many solvable issues. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. There are so many issues and there are so many solutions to those issues. But those solutions involve people wanting to do something and people do not want to do anything about it. I don't know if it's fear of having something to lose. I don't know if it's fear of being the first and stepping out to do something about it and not having backup. But I do know it's just fear in general. And at some point in time, if we do not get things together, the fear that we possess in doing the right thing ultimately is, is going to snowball into the fear that we possess where we did not do anything at all. And we wonder what the consequences of that will be, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to ATO Talks Radio Atlanta's number one sh- streaming talk radio station. This is the Barrington Report. I am Barrington Martin the second. I thank all of you beautiful people for continuously supporting me and continuously. Um, listening to me every Thursday Mind you I don't ask you for any money I'm not a grifter I just ask you to come aboard and listen to me And tell a friend to listen to me Because I strongly believe that I provide Insight and in a different perspective That no one else talks about Whether I'm right or wrong I never lie to you and I always tell you the truth Special shout out to all my listeners On iHeartRadio Very special shout out to all my listeners On X aka Twitter Next week, ladies and gentlemen, um, I realize now, towards closing this out, I did not speak about nationalism and the the concept of American nationalism that I'm going to be pushing and platforming uh, from here on out. And I will start that. I will start next week, basing uh, the show on my philosophy in respect to that and why it works. And um, I'm definitely, 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 definitely shout out to you. Um, Ice cold geek I do need two hours I have the option of two hours But I'm going to wait a little bit To do that Because um, It's late at night And it's late at night On a Thursday So when I switch my hours up I'll extend it But I'm going to hit you guys We're going to start off The first episode And it's going to be The introduction to American nationalism And I'm going to really Push this Because I think Nationalism needs not To only be something In America It needs to be In every western nation And we've seen Its success In European nations However There have been things to happen to totally derail this, but I think it's something that is will ultimately rebirth America, but more than rebirth America, I think it's going to start an American Renaissance of the 21st century. That is something I can promise you. And I think this is something we should always, or we should all excuse me, look forward to is the new American Renaissance of the 21st century. And that is something I'm going to push starting next week with the introduction to American nationalism. And then I'm going to break down everything you need to know because I'm going to do my part in instilling a new philosophy and a new ideology that I feel that we can combat a lot of this nonsense that we all have unnecessarily been enduring. I thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a good weekend. I hope you enjoy yourselves, enjoy your family, enjoy anyone that you love. And remember, in order to love anyone, You first have to know and learn to love yourself. I will see you guys next Thursday live, seven p.m. As I always say, please tell a friend to tell a friend. And that's all listen and enjoy one another in one big family. I will see you guys, or you guys will hear from me next Thursday at seven. I appreciate you all. Have a good weekend. Peace.